So on the panel, I discussed a concept that I almost, I never forgot about it, but I haven't talked about it in a while. Okay. And it's from the book, I believe, Richest Man in Babylon. Mm. The concept of how to make money from wherever you are. And I think we should teach this. Mm. So here we go. And I'll lay the foundation that we'll talk about it together, both parts. Ready? How to okay. make money from wherever you are. So the concept in the book, and it literally changed my life because I read it while I was working at the Cheesecake Factory. And I said, oh, I get it. And this is what started me on the journey. The book said, we have to take, we have to take some of our income and turn it into what? You don't know? I'm typing. I was getting That's my notes ready. Crazy. Well, we I'll, put, I'll put you on the book. We have I'll to take some of our income. All right, let me see. Let me see if you read the book. Okay. We pay, take some of our income and we have to turn it into capital. We take a part of our capital, or we take our capital and turn it into what? Assets. No. Enterprise. Enterprise. Okay. We take the enterprise. Which is the an objective. asset. Go ahead. The objective is to turn it into a profit mm -hmm. and we take the profit and turn it into investment. Mm -hmm. Wealth strategy right there. We'll mm -hmm. walk through it. So we have to take some of our income and turn it into capital. If we have a job where we're making a thousand dollars a week, $500 a week, that is income. The moment where you take that thousand dollars and you say, okay, 10%, I'm going to put it into the, a jar mm -hmm. and we're going to label it capital. That $100 added a thousand from your income is now capital. Mm -hmm. Over a 10 week period, that jar is going to grow to a thousand dollars. That thousand dollars you can buy a camera with that's going to make you money, or that thousand dollars you can buy apparel to sell or whatever. So right. you have to take part of your income and turn it into capital. So, did you have any formula of turning your income into capital? Do I now? No, did you? I'm talking about like while you were working a job, taking some of the income. Oh, for sure. And targeting it as capital. Yeah. Um, so when I was working and I had my clothing store, I'd take some of this is after I had lost everything and I was working really off of my $11 an hour, something like that income. I would take, I was living with my mom at this time and we, I wrote out a list of everything that we needed to start the clothing mm -hmm. store. And whatever I had left from my paycheck, my income, I would look if it's $50, what on this list can I get with that $50? Yeah. And so we'd order like, you know, clothes, wholesale, things like that. And we turn those things into um, the money that we need. So we put that money aside until we're able mm -hmm. to buy what, what we needed for our store. And then once we bought those things that we needed for our store, we then turn those into a profit. I mean, I wish I could be the motivational speaker that says, yo, you just gotta get through it and da da da. Yes, you do gotta get through what you're getting through, but it's easier said than done. And it's easier telling somebody how you just gotta push through mm -hmm. than it is actually pushing through it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's always easy to say that after the fact. Oh, for right? sure. You gotta, and then you can identify kind of the things that you did to push through. I've just learned to be intentional about forward movement yeah. because you can sit in a funk for so long. Even, you know, I was, I was going through what I went through for like six months. Mm. And like, you know, I've said in previous episodes, there was no reason for it. It should have been like the happiest time of my life. Um, it was about four months and I couldn't identify why I was feeling the way that I was feeling, 
But what I was grateful for was that I recognized that I was different. I recognized that I wasn't myself. Sometimes you can be so in a negative rut that you don't really even recognize that you're not yourself right Mm -hmm. now. So I did recognize it. And then I was just super, if I can recognize it, I can treat it. Yeah. Right. And so I'm like, yeah, well, my mindset in that moment was be intentional. Like, don't let yourself go backwards. Like you've worked way too hard to get what you, where you are right now. Don't let yourself like blow this. So I decided to be super intentional. I wrote out how I felt. And then I wrote out all the things that make me feel amazing. Because when you're in a rut, you forget what makes you feel good. Mm, That's a hack. Mm hmm. You forget what makes you feel good. So I wrote in my journal a list of all the things that make me feel amazing. And every couple of days I was intentional when I couldn't think and see clearly, I could see it on that list. So I went to that list. And if it was like, get my hair done, like, oh, let's get my hair done. If it was get a massage, if it was meditate, journal, go for a walk. I just wrote down those things that made me feel good. And that's like intentionally fighting back rather than just letting the funk take you down. People say, yo, I want to, you know, I want you to, um, I want to pick your brain. And I say, well, at least take me to lunch. Because I started taking other people to lunch. Would you you believe that there were some people that said, lunch, you got your own money. I just need, I just got a couple questions. So they let lunch stand in the way of some information that could really take them to another level. And then I was like, all right, all these people are taking me to lunch. Now I'm going to start charging. And I think my first session was $100, $150, something like that. And there was some people, $150? Oh, no, I can't. They let $150 stand in the way. So this kid is a few thousand in. I haven't given him a dime. But now I feel obligated. I got to figure out something. I got to, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Well, we got to do something. But, like, what is standing in the way of you getting to your destiny? What is standing in the way of you getting to your goal? I know what the number one thing is for most people. Oh, my ego. Your ego is standing in the way of you getting what you want. Because so many of us right now, because we're able to see the success all over social media, we're able to see these results out loud. Many of us, and I'll say us, many of us are scared to start at the start. Mm. You want to start showing things when you have the clients that you want and you've made the money that you want, but you have to show the beginning and you can't be afraid to go to somebody and say, I need help. You can't be afraid to go to somebody and say, I noticed that you do this a little better than me. Can you help me? You can't be afraid to raise your hand and say, I just don't know. Instead, what you'll do instead is try to create an answer. Oh, I have an answer. I don't really know, but I'm going to say something that sounds good, right? Or we judge those people who can help us. We're looking at people and we're like, I know more than them. I don't understand how they got to where they are. And I'm sitting here and my information is better. Where is it? (laughs) Where is the information? And instead of judging those people, maybe we should be asking for help. So ask yourself, Is my ego currently holding me back from a situation? Raise your hand if you're bold enough, if your ego is currently holding you back from something because you're scared to ask, scared to confess, scared to admit, scared to try, scared to start, scared to go to that person who you're hating on for help. Nobody? Yeah, I was in LA 
And this guy came up. He said, man, I love what you're doing, man. Got a couple of questions. What happened was he didn't ask me not one question. For five minutes, he was talking about himself. Oh, yes. And it was like he didn't want, he wanted to like assert who he was for five minutes. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there like, oh, oh, really? Oh, Oh, wow. I'm impressed. In my head, I'm like, dang, it's... I'm trying to I'm trying to find the end to so put the like the last three minutes. I'm trying to find the end to stop the conversation. That's what's going on in my head. Yeah. He's talking to me, but I'm thinking, can I get in there and say I gotta I, I, I can't get in there? But he just kept going. It was his ego. Cause he kept saying, yo, yeah, you younger than me, man, but da-da-da-da. But you younger than me, but it was his ego. He talked to me for five, then asked not one question. And then after the conversation was over, it's it's almost like he got what he wanted out of the conversation. <laughs> it was he, like he seemed so relieved. He said, "Man, man, great talking to you, man." It was, <laughs> I can't make this up. <laughs> it's your ego. It's just for for me personally. I love the game. Yeah, I absolutely love the game. So it's not that I'm. I feel like I'm even gonna make a whole like make all of my money from the podcasting studio. But I'm going through this process so that I can come here and tell y'all about it. Now, I'm going to go have a million-dollar day. I'm telling you this right now. In one day, I'm going to generate enough sales for a million dollars. Give me a round of applause real quick. I need the encouragement. I need the encouragement. I'm saying it to y'all. And it's not that... It's not a whole lot I can do making a million dollars in a day that I can't make and a million dollars in six months. It's not a whole lot. It's not like the money. But the fact that I did it, I'm going to talk about it for the rest of the year. It's so important that Black voices are represented in Black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of Black uh, voices and influencers from Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. 
All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. And I'll talk about it on a podcast and I'll tell you how I did it. And I was just in a room in an environment where that was the conversation. Can y'all imagine there's um there's a there's a group of people. Hold on, what were we talking about? We were talking about it at breakfast, right? And you're like, yo, you opened up a whole new world to me. And I'm like, yo, I just entered a whole new world too. Where the conversation isn't about making six figures a year or seven figures a year. The conversation is about how do we make six figures in a day? Mm-hmm. Seven figures in a day. Mm-hmm. And I'm in this room of people who did it and people who didn't do it and they failed and only made $30,000 in a day. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm telling you, my man was sad too. He's like, I, I'm just trying to figure it out. I, can't, I, I, I hit the 30,000, but I can't really get to the next level. And I'm here to learn how to, tr- what? I never heard anybody talk like that. But now that I heard people talk like that. Right. You can't unhear it. I can't unhear it. Mm-mm. So then I started putting together this program. My mind said, oh, six figures in a day, six figures in a day. And I put together a plan and a program where I hit six figures in a day. One day. Generated enough sales to make six figures. But the only reason I did it was because I was in the environment where that was the conversation. So we were talking about Fort Lauderdale. If your environment is is not feeding you in, 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 in that type of way or stretching you to think bigger, you might need to move to another city. You might need to move. You might need to go somewhere. Or at least find the people in your city that's doing the thing that you desire to do because we're making a conscious choice to not go. Right. Every, yo, whether good or bad, I think, Donnie, is a decision. Everything. Whether you do it or you don't do it, you're making a decision. One, for your product or service, do your very best to create a narrative. Make it more important than most people think it is. Um, and it is it is important, but um, like I could tell somebody to build a podcast, 
But my, it's my objective to create a narrative that you need a podcast. You need it. Mm-hmm. I tell people the podcast is just as important as an Instagram, more important. If I had to build both of them from scratch today and I could only pick an Instagram or a podcast, I would probably pick a podcast because people get to know who you are and they get like longer form. It's not just your 60 second highlight clips, right? So like creating a narrative of the, I I did a, I was, uh, there was a presentation that, you know, they were raising money for, I think it was, um, dang, what was it? It was something really, really important. Maybe like, uh, oh, like sex trafficking or something. Mm -hmm. Hmm. And they were like, you know, asking for donations. And actually I think Neil was telling me, I think it was sex trafficking. And, you know, they start the presentation. He was thinking, like, I'm not going to give a whole lot of money like that. You know what I mean? Or, you know, as the presentation going on, he's thinking in his head, I'll give him 5000 towards it. At the end of the presentation, he wound up giving $100,000. Mm. And mad other people gave $100,000 to a cause. But it wasn't the cause. What was it? It was the narrative. It was the presentation that was created, right? That forced him to come out of his pocket and give a hundred, I think 500 gave a hundred thousand as well. Creating that narrative, making it like bigger than life, urgent, important. And uh, the second thing is if you don't go to the gym at all, just go a little bit. What happens when you uh, accomplish all the stuff that you set out to accomplish and you still don't feel good about it? That's exactly what I was going through. Like the the time that you're having the most success you've ever had financially. Mm-hmm. Let's say you've, you know, you desire to be in a relationship and you're in a relationship, but it's something, it's something. I can't put my finger on it, but I just, I can't shake this thing. I, I, I'm just in a rut. It's like I'm walking through, it's like a haze almost. Like you're mm-hmm. just going through the day. Mm-hmm. And when it's time to perform, it's, you perform. It's mm-hmm. all good. When it's time to uh, go, you know, to to do your work, you do your work. But when it's all over, my wife said to me yesterday, actually, she said, um, I could tell you're stressed out because you haven't laughed in a few days. Aww. Haven't laughed in a few days. What was your response to that? Um. Hmm. That was my whole response. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going through like, so it's just like business transition stuff. It's like business transition, then baby coming. And it's a lot, it's a lot on me. And, uh, I've, I just not myself. And, and since my mom passed, I literally have not been the same for sure. So most people there, you want to be an investor or you want to start something, but it's almost like, say there's a camera, a good camera. What? Three to two thousand dollars with a lens, a thousand. Let's just say, if you make four thousand dollars a month, where are you going to get three thousand dollars to buy a camera? Bit by bit, piece by piece, piece by piece. But because all of the money goes into one account, your income is your income. But as soon as you create some sort of separation, your income becomes now capital. This mm-hmm. is like your capital investment, right? Mm-hmm. So, so the first thing you have to deploy is figuring out a way to create separation. I don't care if it's a, a 20%, 30%, 10%. That's what I did when I came home and I, it was easier for me. Maybe. Yeah, maybe it was easier. It was easier for me because I'll come home 
with tips from the Cheesecake Factory. I have $200, right? Mm-hmm. Why did the camera move like that? Right, straight. It's that one, actually. Um, but I'll let's say I make $200 from my, my tips for the day. Mm-hmm. I'll take 10% and put it into like this little envelope. Well, out of $200, it's just $20. I'll take another 10% and I'll, I'll put it in an envelope for a tithe. I'll right. put another envelope, 10% <clears throat> into savings. Mm-hmm. So now I got these three envelopes mm-hmm. out of the $200. I'm now missing 60 but I'm living or working off $140. What's interesting is once I started making this separation, it didn't seem like I was losing anything. I was talking to a guy earlier today and he said, yo, I am really bad with, he said, I'm about to have an influx of money and I'm bad with influxes of money because Mm. if I have a bunch of money, it will soon be gone. Mm-hmm. But if you start separating now, the amount that you have is the amount that you will soon lose, spend, whatever, yeah. but you still have these other little buckets growing. Yeah. So from a, from an individual who is employees perspective, that's like creating these buckets using your envelopes. I did that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, from a business owner's perspective, it sounds a lot like the profit first model, mm-hmm. which is what I do in my business. Um, because what most business owners do, especially people who are just getting started, you take all your money and you put it in one account and you leave it there. And then you have expenses come and you're living out of that money, right? You're paying your personal bills out of that money. You're paying your business bills, your payroll, anything, your systems and everything. And then when you need, uh, when you need that camera, mm-hmm. you've overspent or you don't have the money or when you have to pay taxes, you don't have the money. And so it's really important to have those accounts set up. I recommend the book. Uh, we're talking about Richest Man of Babylon. I also recommend Profit First for people who need to know how to distribute your money as an entrepreneur 100%. as well. Because you'll have like a, a what you'll call a savings account or a profit account where you determine what that profit account is used for. So you may want to take your profits and allocate it to investments, right? And so you know that if you're taking 20% of the revenue that you bring in each month, I do it on the 1st and the 15th, but if you take 20% of what you're bringing in total and you just have it growing, whether you use it this month or not, you just have it growing in that account when it's time to buy an investment property or that camera, or you want to do something nice for yourself, you know that this is how much money you clearly have available, um, not to play with, but to use at your disposal, like however you want to use it. Let me tell you what happens more often than not, and I'm sure you'll be able to attest to this. Let's say the camera's 2,000, we need 1,000 for a lens, it's $3,000 over a year or so, or six months you've been saving, and you need this $3,000, you're gonna get to about $2,100, and you know what's gonna happen? Mm. Your tire's gonna blow out. Mm. or something that is extremely important where you just have to spend this money that you had in this capital jar, you're going to have to spend it. Mm -hmm. What's interesting is if you didn't have this capital jar, you just figure it out or you'll go without the thing or you'll get a friend to drive you to work or something like that because you're tired. Something is going to happen where you're going to have to dig into this account. Mm -hmm. Now we have to exercise discipline. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Now we have to exercise discipline, but also even more strategy. So I, I guess you're talking to the person who's not an entrepreneur yet. For sure. But I am hearing it as an entrepreneur and what you need to be doing as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So to get started, you're an individual, you are employed. And I mean, when I tell you these envelopes help, oh, man. these envelopes help. So get your envelopes, guys, get your envelope and mark them for tithes. Mark them, you know, right now it just might be savings, but determine what that savings is for. Um, You might have an envelope for like, you know, your fun, the thing. And that's a real thing, like Mm -hmm. how much you're able to spend because you don't want to take your fun money out of your savings money. Right. You want to have an envelope that says this is how much I can spend this month on food and entertainment and all those things, whatever those categories are in your envelope for bills and things like that. Um. Then, as David was saying, once you have that one envelope, that's your envelope that you're going to turn into capital. Now you're going to use that and you're going to turn it into something that will yield you more money. Right. Mm -hmm. This is the money that you multiply. Now you're in business. So now as a business owner, we're following the profit first model. We're not dealing with envelopes. We're now dealing with bank accounts. They're still labeled the same way, though. So as you're as a business owner, you know, what's your operating account, what's your tax account, your profit account and the account in which you pay yourself to that goes to your personal account. So for me, I have from my business account, I have a portion that goes into my personal account. But it can't stop there because I like to travel. I like to eat. I like to shop. I like to just give money. And so I have broken down my personal account now into almost like a profit first kind of personal account, making sure that I still have enough money to take care of my personal life, but also what putting money aside in savings for personal investments, things that won't go in the business name. Like you got to break that part down too. So you really know, Um, but also like for emergencies. So when, if a tire goes out, if a car has to go into the shop unexpectedly and there's a large bill that needs to be paid, it's not coming from that savings money that I collected from my business. It's Mm -hmm. coming strictly from my personal account because I divvy up, I pay myself payroll and I divvy that up now too. That is something that I just started this year though, because I noticed like um, 
I've always I've, I pay myself in my personal account, period. But now divvying that money up is really, really it makes it really, really clear to see where you're spending money very yeah. quickly and how quickly you're draining a certain portion of your money and what you're leveraging it too. And I just kind of had these accounts that I needed to make a decision on, like, do I close these accounts, blah, blah, blah. But it was the history with these accounts. I'm like, I don't want to lose that banking history. So I just said, oh, I'll make it this. And then it just kind of like snapped to me, like, you need to do, you need to apply the same kind of logic that you do with your business accounts to your personal accounts. 100%. But so for those of you who are having environmental issues, like, I think it's such irresponsible advice sometimes that we give so haphazardly to people to say, you got to get away from those friends. Uh. Well, during that time, one of the friends who we're not necessarily on the same page today, but when I needed to eat, she fed me. Right. When I didn't have it, when I needed somebody to pick my daughter up from school, she was her ride. Though we are not on the same page necessarily today, this is not someone that I am willing to cut off. For sure. I just have to engage with differently, right? Because the mindsets are a little different now. When it comes to environment, you have to first identify what part of your environment is holding you back. And for 99% of the people in this room, it's you. That's a fact. I, I, um, I think my... I was looking for this environment and I just couldn't find it. Right. Anybody ever feel like that? You're in your city. It's like, where do you find these successful people? I don't know. And I think what happened was I really got into personal development and I started yeah. listening to Jim Rohn, Jim Rohn. Jim change life. My gosh. He had these, he had these philosophies and, the, and, the, and these ideologies and the way he thought I could just relate to. So he would like break down these big complex subjects mm -hmm. and just teach it so that a kid can understand it mm -hmm. so that I could understand it. Mm -hmm. And what happened was I started listening to this stuff over and over and over and over and over again. I stopped watching TV and I just kept listening to this stuff. What happened was I would do the same thing every weekend with my friends. Like we go out to the club, we're going to hang out. We're all going to chip in, put money on a bottle. We'll drink it before we get there. So we don't have to buy drinks when we get in the club. That's, that's the routine. We're going to pregame. Pregame <laughs> was designed for people like me and my friends. I'm not about to spend $10 on a drink when we get a whole bottle for 40 and we all put money in. We'll be in there, be drunk by the time we get there and, Never mind. I'm sorry. I had a, a flashback a little bit. I didn't have that experience. <laughs> oh, go, man. Come back to the podcast. So back, I, to the I, podcast. back to the podcast. So, like, I'm, I'm, I'm in this environment. This is what we do. It's expected on the weekends is what we're going to do. But I start listening to this personal development. It's just he opened my, eye, my mind up to a whole nother idea. And what happened was the environment that I started to go to now... I was uncomfortable. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I didn't like cut them off. Like, I'm going to stop messing with y'all. It was just, we doing this again, y'all? And then if you mention not doing it, you're the outcast. Oh, yeah. You're the outcast. Oh, yeah. I'm like, yo, let's just, yo, let's, this is what we need to do. We need to save our, and, and I think maybe my friends just, 
thought I was trying to recruit them because I got into a business and I'm like, oh, I can make some money. And I get in this other, this other environment and I'm telling my friends, like, listen, y'all, all you got to do is find three people. And those three people find three people. And we reach. <laughs> we reach. We went. I think more than the recruiting, <laughs> I, I'm just becoming something different. I see the game. I see that we're going to spend $100 tonight when we could take this $100, you could sign up in this company that I'm in. Yeah. But I don't think my, my major goal was necessarily to recruit them. It was really to just involve them in what I'm doing. And they started to separate themselves. Mm-hmm. Because in this environment, this new env- this environment that I'm in with this new mindset, it just doesn't make sense. So I started to change. In the environment that I was comfortable in, got uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And then I had to go find some comfort somewhere. And I found comfort in these conversations. Yeah. So now I'm seeking out these environments. Listen, if you're taking a note, you will always seek refuge in where you're comfortable. My goal at this point was to find where I'm comfortable. I'm now comfortable talking about success. I'm not comfortable going to the club, drinking, hanging out. I'm just not comfortable there. But it started with myself. It started with me. It started with me at least making a decision to say, Mm -hmm. I'm going to stop listening to music in the car. Now, I know some people, they may love music. But I started to realize that music does something to you. It does something. I'm talking about hip-hop, R&B, whatever. There are messages. Yeah. Am I bugging? They're like messages. Now, we like the beat. We sing along with it, and then the song gets stuck in our head. But whatever's in our head shapes us. It's not like just the music that's in our head doesn't shape us, and we just like the beat. I had to stop listening to Mary J. Blige. I love Mary J. But my mindset started thinking, man, I ain't never about to be married. I'm straight. (laughs) <laughs> all them drama songs I was like man relationships ain't for me I'm being single for the rest of my life mm-hmm. where I want to go that's what I allow in my mind so now I don't care where you live what city you live you can change your environment but we got to start with the environment in our mind first but I think for our businesses or our brands the very first thing we have to do is we have to convince ourselves that this is a very, very important narrative that needs to be created. And we don't know why other people aren't talking about this. Mm. We have to really convince ourselves that this is like when you're selling, when I was selling my t-shirt brand, it wasn't, it wasn't like I want to sell a t-shirt and make $25. My objective was to convince people that if they wear this brand, their life can change. So we might have a product where we just want to sell it and we're saying, hey, you should buy this product. But if I believe that this product will create life change and how do you create life change with T-shirts and wristbands? Well, I did it. So we had a sleepless for suckers wristbands, right? And uh, I'm selling them for $2 or three for five. And, you know, some people will buy them, some people wouldn't. But my when I'm talking and making the sale, it's like, yo, you need this wristband. They say, like, well, why would I wear a Sleep is for Suckers wristband? And I would just explain to them that one, the brand is built for entrepreneurs or people that are willing to lose sleep to get what they want out of life. 
The second part is you need a constant reminder on your wrist. You don't know if this reminder will be the thing that will push you to push even harder. And it was that little heart. There was that little bit of extra that you did that creates all the difference in your life. So you might be at home and you'll be working and you get tired and you stop, but you look down at your wristband and that wristband might cause you to work for an extra hour. Now, what if that happens every single day? You'll have put in an extra 365 hours into your business. What will an extra, I'm talking about, time that you wouldn't other normally put in an extra 365 hours into your business, what would that create in your life? And I need an answer. Mm. If you're going to give an extra 30 hours a week into your business, how much more money would you make? Mm -hmm. So this $2 wristband is actually a business investment in helping you make millions. Mm. But I truly believed it. So now I'm creating this narrative that you have to, and yo, we've had, thousands of people wearing these wristbands because yeah. once I told the story and mm -hmm. I kept telling the story and I kept the narrative, guess what you do when you wear it? And somebody asks you, sleep is for starters. We'll start, oh, that's this is my story. joint. It helps me, it helps me work a little bit harder. Like we can't sleep. We got to grind. And that's how I left my job. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.